United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Looking at numbers, uh, we look at the Johns Hopkins University, about 7.2 million cases worldwide for coronavirus in Africa. Nigeria, about 13,000, about 53,000 in South Africa, about 10,000 in Ghana. And these numbers, of course, are moving, and those are just a few of the places in Africa. The question is, what does this mean moving forward, and how does it play out in some of the specific countries that our next guest is going to answer for us. Dr. Eli Abouan is director of the Middle East and North Africa programs at the United States Institute of Peace. Joining us in a moment from uh, Tunisia, where the connection is a little bit faulty, but we're going to get through to him again. The fragmented political leadership in Lebanon, for example, he is saying, has been unable to take meaningful measures to even mitigate the effects of the crisis. And there have been also some echoed protests, if you will, uh, overseas, in in Africa related to George Floyd and the death. So there is much to be discussed. Uh, let us note also, according to, well, let's get him back on the show then, Dr. Eli Abouan, Director of the Middle East and North Africa Programs at the United States Institute of Peace, as I said, joining us from Tunisia, tweeting at ELIE022. Dr. Abouan, welcome. Thank you for being here. Good morning. Thank you very much. Thank you for hosting me. I was giving uh, some numbers a moment ago about coronavirus and the, uh, the the cases that we've seen in the deaths, et cetera. How would you describe that emerging situation just in general in Africa? And what are your concerns about particular hotspots? Well, uh, I mean, I'm, uh, I covered North Africa. I don't have too much information about the rest of Africa. But I do know, for example, that in uh, Tunisia, the situation uh, proved to be much better compared to what was forecasted before. Uh, so the situation is more or less under control. While we are seeing a different uh, evolution uh, of COVID in both Libya and Egypt, uh, where the numbers uh, are a bit worrisome. Uh, so this is in a nutshell North Africa. And as I said, I don't have uh, too much information about the rest of Africa. Is there a sense that there has been a government crackdown on, are we seeing social distancing, for example, enforced? Are we seeing people having to stay at home? How, how is it different from the United States experience? Well, it depends on the countries. Uh, there are some countries where the government indeed used this uh, pandemic to, uh, you know, to enforce additional uh, repressive measures. Uh, uh, and in other countries we didn't see this, like in Tunisia, for example, the government, I think, uh, uh, took the appropriate measures and the behavior of the security forces uh, was uh, was good in general. I mean, there were there are always incidents, but the number and the, the nature of the incidents were within the acceptable range uh, of, of this thing. Let us, uh, Dr. Abwan, speak specifically of one area that you are very closely watching, and that is Lebanon. How can you, what should we be concerned about in the United States? Uh, I think that uh, the situation in Lebanon is unfortunately going in the wrong direction. And one of the main issues is that uh, there is no uh, acknowledgement at the top leadership levels. Uh, that the situation re- re- requires a completely different approach. So we're, sti- we're still seeing, you know, uh, some sort of political bickering uh, between, for example, the central bank and uh, the government. Uh, 
uh, and this is uh, reflecting reflecting into actual you know significant differences in the figures provided to the International Monetary Fund, uh, and this is jeopardizing the whole uh, possibility and relevance of seeking assistance from the IMF. Uh, this is one example of how the fragmentation of the political leadership level is affecting the situation. In parallel, we're seeing a continued. Uh, you know, arbitrary uh, practice by uh, by the private banks, uh, depriving people from accessing their money uh, and uh, basically providing services just to the happy few uh, who have access to the board members of banks or, or otherwise. Uh, but the general population is suffering because they don't have access to their money. Uh, all of this is compounded by uh, the, you know, the economic crisis uh, that was already, uh, you know, uh, thriving in Lebanon. But now, uh, with the COVID and its aftermath, this crisis will become even more acute. Uh, so these are the main, uh, the main uh, elements, I would say, of Lebanon's uh, situation today. Dr. Abwan, in, in, in Lebanon, with this protest movement, is this a general sense uh, of, a, of a disorganized protest against the government, or is there a concerted effort by one group or united groups to try to change things? Uh, unfortunately, the protest movement is uh, as fragmented as the government, uh, and there are no concerted efforts to uh, develop. I mean, it's very hard to develop, you know, one uh, one agenda. I think it's hard, not only in Lebanon, but in, in any other country, to have really one agenda whereby different civil society groups uh, and political groups coming from different ideological backgrounds to agree on this agenda. But at least, uh, I think where the protest movement in Lebanon is missing the point is to agree on a short-term agenda. Like, for example, I don't know, early elections, not early elections. Uh, so there are there are few actions uh, uh, that I can actually help move the needle uh, and that the protest movement should agree on, uh, and this is not happening. Uh, um, and this is unfortunate because it's uh, contributing uh, significantly to the, uh, I wouldn't say paralysis, but it's, it's become, it, beca- it became really weak. Uh, and it requires some sort of uh, an energizer, actually, at this stage. Again, Dr. Eli Abwan is with us, Director of Middle East and North Africa Programs at the United States Institute of Peace. Uh, what, what can you tell us about Hezbollah, which obviously has wielded its influence in, in that region, and I wonder what its standing is right now? Uh, yes. Uh, well, basically, I think I wrote uh, not long ago that Hezbollah today is, uh, you know, uh, is worried uh, at several levels. Uh, and I think that, uh, they, I mean, the party is trying to project force uh, in, in its public statements or, or some of uh, political decisions that the party is making. But in general, the party is under a lot of pressure, from, as, as I said, from different uh, sources. Uh, first of all, they are still, uh, you know, investing a lot of resources in Syria. The conflict in Syria is not uh, over yet. And uh, the role of the party over there to protect the regime is still needed. Uh, uh, the second source of tension or pressure, sorry, is that the constituency of the party in Lebanon uh, has been affected uh, by the financial crisis, uh, by the banking crisis, uh, and that the upcoming uh, the upcoming economic crisis will hit them even harder. 
Uh, Iran, which is the main uh, sponsor of the party, is experiencing very serious economic challenges, and the ability of Iran to provide them with financial support will be hindered in the next few months as a result of the economic crisis, but also of the sanctions. So all in all, the party is really in a, in a tough spot at this stage. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, they are going through an existential crisis. I'm just saying that at this stage, uh, they are under a lot of pressure from different sides. Uh, and uh, their main concern is to avoid uh, a, a civil war in Lebanon between Sunnis and Shias. So they are really keen on avoiding this scenario from happening. And we've seen in the weekend, you know, an attempt uh, to uh, basically drag Lebanon into the Sunni-Shia confrontation that was uh, rapidly contained uh, by the major Shia leaders, leaders, political leaders, including those from the parties. Although you do not see it as an existential crisis, I wonder if you see the possible erosion of Hezbollah influence as a good thing, or are you concerned that it might be replaced by something even more militant? Uh, no, I think the erosion of, of the party's influence in the, in the, you know, in the Lebanese poli- political uh, scene is, uh, is important. Uh, I think that the role of, the, of Hezbollah is, is oversized at this stage. Uh, and one of the reasons why it's oversized is because they have the military uh, wing uh, within the party. Uh, so, so any kind of erosion is good. Uh, however, what is important for the international community is to make sure that this process is being monitored and there are uh, substitutes, uh, you know, prepared to be put in place. Because the worst thing that can happen, as it happened actually in Iraq, is that you remove you know, one regime, or in this case, you, uh, you you erode the influence of one party, and then you don't have a proper uh, replacement, and then you get into a, a more dangerous situation. So I think that the international community has a vested interest in monitoring what's happening in Lebanon and in supporting the, uh, you know, some of their allies, basically political allies or institutional allies, like the Lebanese armed forces, uh, for example, to make sure that there is no vacuum in Lebanon. Dr. Abouan, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks. Dr. Ali Abouan is director of the Middle East and North Africa programs at the United States Institute of Peace. He is joining us from Tunisia today. By the way, at one time had been the executive director of the Arab Human Rights Fund. He has a long history of experience in this area. And again, from Tunisia, giving his talk, his thoughts rather on developments in that region of the world. A reminder that it's not just about what happens in the U.S. His Twitter handle, you can go at E-L-I-E-0-2-2 or you can try at U-S-I-P. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.